If you look up the definition of a proclamation, it says this, a, a public or official announcement, especially one dealing with a matter of great importance. Other definitions mean it says to shout out or cry out an announcement. Go up on top of a, a lofty place and shout out a declaration, or it could be something maybe even printed in a newspaper. A, a headline could be a proclamation or something that a leader makes, a, a proclamation, similar to a declaration. It, it can be a very important thing, a proclamation. We've got a proclamation to focus in on today. God makes one, and he asks Isaiah to make it for him. Turn to this from Isaiah chapter 40 and just read this. A voice cries out, Isaiah says. And Isaiah says back, he says, but what shall I cry out? What shall I proclaim? What's the proclamation you want me to make here? And God says, all people are like grass. And all their faithfulness is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall. Because the breath of the Lord blows on them. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers and the flowers fall. But the word of God endures forever. If I'm Isaiah, I'm thinking, huh? Of all the things I can proclaim to your people, you want me to tell them they're grass? <laughs> you want me to tell them they're like flowers that that fail or fall, the flowers that wilt, I, what? I mean, God, my people, they need some encouragement here. Life's so tough right now. We're, we're going through hard times. There's things that are going like we would hope they would. We're, we're falling apart. We're at fear. Things are at odds against us. Things aren't well. And you want me to tell them? They're like grass. What are you trying to say here, God? I mean, can I give them some better news than that you're going to wilt. That you're nothing but a wilted flower. That you're nothing but uh, a bunch of dormant, uh, wilted, dried up grass. <laughs> Thanks a lot. I mean, how's that hit you today? Thanks. I'm so glad I came to worship today. I'm like grass. Because after all, he says, all people. And uh, if you got a pulse today, so far I got one too. It means we're deaf. It means we're grass. It means we're wilted. What kind of proclamation is that? Something to ponder a little bit today. I think it's an important question to ask. Why would God say that about his people? About all people? Pondering this, I, I was thinking, I, I remember last spring, last summer, I had a project. I, sometimes people ask me what I like to do my off times, and one of the things I love to do is spend time outside. I love to work in the yard, and uh, I had a project last spring I had been kind of pondering and planning for about three years, and it, and it dealt with my backyard, what to do with our backyard. Our, our house uh, butts right up against a, a woods, and there really wasn't much between our deck and the woods itself. There was gravel there, some wood chips, a lot of tree roots, and, and it took me a while to just think through and plan out what could it look like, what was possible. And I started to envision a fire pit area and a hammock area and, and uh, some greenery around it, planted around it, and, 
and to make those paths to the, the fire pit area, I thought, hey, I had some leftover paver bricks that were left over from previous landscaping and a previous owner. I had a bunch of those. I thought, hey, those will go quite a ways. I started to lay those down one brick at a time, but as those things go, it wasn't enough. I had to go get more bricks. And uh, whenever I had a few bucks, I'd go and stop by. Sometimes I'd buy 25 bricks. Sometimes I'd buy 50 bricks. Uh, one time I, 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 had, I bought 200 bricks at once. And in this project, one brick at a time, laying these bricks down and, and growing grass and taking a tedious work to bring in some extra fill and dirt to plant grass there and, and water it and in the hopes that all of it would turn into something that I dreamed it could be. Well, about, uh, when was it, June, July, I want to show you a picture of what came about. Now, if you notice, that's a pretty fun place to be. Um, sometimes I would call in and say, you know what, I'm going to work from my laptop on our back deck because this is a beautiful place to be. And, and uh, had this great sense of accomplishment in this. Uh, and, and a great place to be. And, and it was green and beautiful and, and the flowers and everything was blooming. And then August hit. I got busy. We were back, and the staff was back, school was starting, we were getting geared up, and you know what, I'll be honest, it, I didn't notice, but it kind of stopped raining about that time. I stopped watering. I, I forgot to water. I didn't really think about it. It was too hot to go out there, so I really wasn't out there very much. And, and then a week ago, if that wasn't all enough, we got this stuff called snow. And, and, and that which was still kind of alive, well, that pretty much ended that. And I want to show you a picture now of what it looked like yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Maybe just for reference, maybe we can toggle back. That's a pretty big difference. And, and you look at that and you say, where did all the life go? It's barren. The grass that was once green is, is not only just brown, it's actually not existent. It, it's dried up and actually disappeared in many places. Uh, it, it, the plants uh, withered and, and dried up. You got flowers that have just fallen, that once were beautiful and blooming. You know, I share that not so much to impress you with my lack of landscaping ability here, because this is the end result as we go into winter. But I show you that because I think a lot of us come in the room today with our souls being more like that than the first picture. We remember days maybe where we were flourishing. We remember days where we were growing. We remember days where we were very much alive. But for a lot of times, and a lot of people, they enter into a winter season and the landscaping around them is also reflective of their heart's condition as well. Maybe it came by way of an announcement at work in recent days that there's going to be some downsizing going on and it's going to affect your position. Maybe it's by way of a realization in your marriage or a relationship. Maybe it's a kid, a family member, a child, or someone near to you that's let you down. And, and your, your, your soul is starting to wither. You're like, how can this 
be. Maybe it's diagnosis that you received from your doctor in recent days, and it's throwing you for a tailspin. You're thinking, how in the world is this possible now? I mean, after all, it's Christmas. How can we de- be dealing with this or related to the job thing? Maybe it's just financial overwhelming burdens that hit you again and again. Like, how am I going to make it by? I'm on a fixed income, and I can't afford this extra expense now. Maybe it's the realization of the emptiness and the darkness of someone who's no longer there in your life. Whether through divorce and the brokenness of that. Maybe it's through the loss of a loved one who isn't going to be around the table this Christmas. There are no gifts to buy for that loved one or gifts to receive from that loved one anymore. And that's painful. But maybe the condition of weariness and wiltedness isn't so much about your circumstances, but rather about choices you've made. Maybe choices that have been rebellious, choices that have turned from God, where you have not just walked away from God, but you have run away from God with decisions you've made to try and numb yourself to your reality. Maybe it's an addiction you're chasing after today. Maybe it's just a a rebellious pattern you're saying, but I want to live this way. I want to be this way. And you know what? God doesn't seem anywhere near me. So by all means, I'm going to indulge. And we wonder where God is. We question, where is he? Ever strike you as kind of a funny question to say, God, where are you? When we spend a lot of our time running from him, rejecting him, rebelling, and we say, where's God when I need him now? And meanwhile, God says, but why did you run? Open your eyes to something greater. Now, why would God proclaim through Isaiah when he says, what should I cry out? And God says, tell them they're like grass. Tell them they're like flowers. Why would God proclaim that? Because we need to hear it. We need to be reminded of who we are and where we are. It's kind of like being at the mall in the busy holiday season and you've never been there before. You're like, where am I? And you go to the map and it says, you are here. This is a you are here kind of moment. Apart from God's strength and power and love and grace in our life, this is us. Dried up, weary, barren, bankrupt, and in need. And to that, God proclaims something that sounds so sweet. Because when we know where we are and who we are apart from him, His words of proclamation that go beyond just that here you are, come to where he is. A declaration of a God who has come near. That word of God endures forever. In fact, it does. You know, there's another place where Isaiah writes this in Isaiah chapter 11. In the midst of the wasteland of God's people, we hear this promise. A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots a branch will bear fruit. 
The spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The spirit of wisdom and of understanding. The spirit of counsel and of might. The spirit of the knowledge and fear of the Lord. In that day, the root of Jesse will stand as a banner for the peoples. The nations will rally to him and his resting place will be glorious. In the barren wasteland of our souls, in our longing, in our neediness, God comes with an answer. And it comes in an unexpected way, in an unexpected place. And there it is, that stump of Jesse, a a person of the Old Testament, the, the father of King David, and this messianic line and these promises that God throws out again and again, proclamations of a day that would come where God would bring an answer to our longings for something that would bring fruitfulness again, that would bring an air of celebration and joy in the midst of the weariness of this broken, fallen world in the condition of our souls. It says, Lord, I don't know where else to turn. And God says, here I've come. And it's going to come. And when it comes, don't miss it. You know, I always wonder, did Joseph realize in that moment, here he is faced with the excitement of his future and everything's looking wonderful. He's engaged to be married to this beautiful young girl named Mary. Their future is ahead. And and to receive word that she is pregnant and it's not his. And that realization of hopes being dashed, shattered dreams, And having in mind to divorce her rather than make it a public thing where, according to Jewish law, she could have been stoned to death for having a baby that didn't belong to her husband or to that one who was engaged to be married to her. I mean, there there could have been a lot of complications to this beyond the disgrace of it all. And, And Joseph has in mind to divorce her quietly. Broken man, certainly hurt to a very deep level. And in that unexpected, dark, hurting place, God brings a message, a proclamation. Joseph, don't be afraid to take Mary home as your wife. For what is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She'll give birth to a son. You're to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sin. You see, this is the the sprout that comes out of the the stump of Jesse. It's the promise of God, the one who would bring fruitfulness, the one who would come and say, I am the vine. And Joseph takes her as his wife, and it would change the world. God comes near, and he comes near to us. He's a God who proclaims that truth in the midst of our world, in the midst of our lives, in the heart of our soul. You are loved today. God has come. Emmanuel. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your proclamation today. It's a time of year where we're surrounded by messages of joy and happiness and the season to be jolly and for so many The darkness and the emptiness of the soul is more than we can handle. Whether it's our circumstances that have led us to feel bankrupt and overwhelmed. Whether, Lord, it is choices we have made and continuous patterns of sin that have emptied us 
of our, our well-being. Our neediness, Lord God, is great. And that proclamation that we are like grass, we are like flowers that fall, is something we need to hear, Lord. It is the condition of our hearts apart from you. That you are here sign is heard loud and clear today, Lord. And we thank you that in that message is also a reminder that as Almighty God, you understand us, you know us, you know what we need. And to that you bring the answer. Something that comes forth in a miraculous way. A Savior who comes near. Jesus who saves us from our sins. Lord, thank you for coming near to us entering into the brokenness of our humanity and understanding us and loving us, us enough to pay it all, paying it by going the way of a cross. Lord, open our minds and hearts to that reality in these days of expectation and longing and keep our hearts ready in your glorious return. We pray as you live, Jesus, now and always. Amen. We're going to continue our worship together this morning as we gather offerings at this time, and uh, as we pass uh, those down the way, I also would ask you to, to take the welcome folders, if you would. We'd love to know you're here today, and, and uh, praise God for all of you if you take a moment to pass those down as well.
pray. Lord, you pro proclaim good news to your people today. As a God who has come near to us, we praise you that uh, we, though in ourselves, our barren wasteland, we, we wilt, our souls are empty. And yet with you and your calling over us and that proclamation of a Savior who comes near, Emmanuel, God with us, you make us new. You recreate us and to bear fruit once again as your people. Lord, may we in these days celebrate that truth and that incredible blessing of being your people. We pray it now and always as we ask it, Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we pray today as well and give you thanks for celebrations among your people for the 68th wedding anniversary of John and Marion Fallman. Uh, we praise you today, Lord, as well for new life in Christ and the baptism later this morning of Theodore uh, Carollo uh, uh, Gruby, Lord, the son of Alexander and Lauren, and we pray you bl uh, bless Theodore in this exciting day in his new life with you. We pray as well and thank you, Lord, for uh, the outreach that occurred at the Rochester Christmas Parade last weekend. And uh, Lord, the relationships and, and the, the opportunity to share Christ in the midst of that celebration. Lord, we pray uh, for all of us, Lord, that you would reach out through all of us to all of those in our community and our neighbors, our friends, our co-workers in these days. Knowing that, Lord, for most people, this is the most likely time of the year, if they're not connected, uh, to come and, and worship and come and meet you as a God who has come near to them. Lord, we pray you work on the hearts of those in our community to use all of the vehicles and, and, and messages available to reach out with your amazing love. We continue to do so by your power and your leading. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we also praise you and give thanks with a mission partner, family of God in the inner city of Detroit. Lord, we thank you for the ongoing mission and, and work you are doing among the urban poor and and the, the souls that are connecting through not only the daily provisions of a meal, but also the word of God that is preached and shared uh, daily. And uh, Lord, we pray you continue to bless uh, the work of Pastor Hill. Uh, Lord, we praise you for the incredible response of our Michigan district in the congregations that have enabled family of God uh, to purchase a new property and, and to do it outright and, and to be able to make some improvements. And Lord, to do so debt-free is an incredible blessing and generosity of your people. We, we pray, Lord God, as it is very clear, you are working through that mission and that ministry, that you would continue to, to bless our partnership there, and not only financially, but Lord, continue to bless us to go and serve and make a difference on those front lines uh, to those in need. We thank you for this opportunity. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we pray as well this time of year who, for those who are lonely, those who are hurting, those who are, are grieving. And uh, among them, Lord, we pray for those in prison that uh, find themselves in, in, in desperation. And uh, Lord, we, we pray for your word and your presence to be known. And, and uh, Lord, the, the God who comes among his people and reminds our hearts and our souls that we uh, uh, once were captive to our sin, but you set us free uh, in a life that is free in you. And Lord, we pray for that. Uh, we also ask you, Lord, to, to be with others who need that touch of faith and strength for John and Andy and James and others, Lord, who need that encouragement in Christ this time. Uh, Lord, we pray as well for uh, you to be with Sarah and Steve Drame, 
uh, after a house fire this week, Thursday, we, we pray and continue to pray for the Rubio family after a, a devastating house fire as they have lost all of their, their belongings in that fire. And we pray for recovery for them as well. Um, Lord, we lift up as well healing uh, for those who need it, for Valerie uh, needing that, that healing and, and financially as well and the strengthening of her faith. And others, Lord, that are in financially desperate situations, we, we pray for provision in their lives. We ask you, Lord, as well to be with Sam Kell uh, and continued healing for him as he battles uh, cancer. And, and Brian Gothard, uh, a young dad battling leukemia, Lord, we, we pray for your strength over him in the midst of treatment. We pray for Dick Schlecht continuing to recover from a stroke, for Ralph Ruffiner, a friend of Sandy Burney, also suffered a stroke, for Michael and Carol Johnson, complications from Mike's recent back surgery. We lift up Dwayne Barton uh, going through treatment, and uh, we pray for Norma Saar, the, the mom of, of Pam McKeon, entering hospice this past week, as well as for Carol Harrell, uh, recovering from surgery uh, this past week as well, and continue to bless Carol. We ask you to be with Michael Gasper uh, and, and healing over his life and, and a recent diagnosis for him. Uh, Lord, we also want to lift up today your, your healing over those who grieve or those who miss loved ones in this Christmas Advent season. We pray as well for the, the family of, of Carol Gales, the daughter of Carlos and Cynthia, the sister of Stephanie, and uh, Lord, continued strength for them as they grieve the loss of someone so dearly loved, as we uh, surround them with our love in these days. Lord, we lift that up as we ask it. Lord, in your mercy. Lord Jesus, we praise you for sister congregations in our area that uh, uh, join us in mission and ministry in our community and beyond. And we lift up this weekend uh, our sister Church Trinity Lutheran Church and School in Utica and, and pray you continue to bless pastors and staff as well as your people that make Trinity what it is, a blessing to their community. Continue to pour out your love and guidance and, 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 and leadership into the future, we pray. Uh, Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we lift up our nation, our president, uh, those who govern us, those who serve us in our community, uh, those on the front lines of, of emergency response. We pray for those, Lord, who fight in the military and and the battle against terrorism around the world. And, and we pray for ongoing intelligence. And uh, Lord, we, uh, these are difficult days. And, and we pray as you teach us to pray for our enemies. And so we lift them up before you. Those would seek us harm. That Lord, you would change their hearts. And turn them uh, to, uh, to your mercy in these days. Um, Lord, we as well pray for our world and your church around the world. Uh, in places of persecution. In places of, of famine or need or difficulty. And Lord, we know you hear our prayers here today, and may we as your church around the world who seeks you as a Savior who has come among us, come near to us, to teach us to pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. 